How's everybody doing? That was good worship. That was good worship. There was something on, uh, especially the song Surrounded this morning, where I could just sense that God was doing something. He was breaking things off of people. And um, so receive that uh, hope of glory. So I haven't, pre- I haven't preached in a few weeks. We had <clears throat> Larry Titus last week. That was amazing. Then we had, I think my dad spoke on Father's Day. And so now it's my turn to speak. So I'm the young guy coming up. The two old, the two old guys that were releasing wisdom. And now it's me. Although I'm old guy to lots of other people. But. So I was praying a lot about what to, uh, what to speak on. I'm going to do a little teaching, I think, this morning. Um, and, you know, I mean, there are, there are websites where a pastor, a preacher can go on and just download sermons for the weekend. Like, they don't have to do any study or any research or anything like that. That is not me. I can't even believe they're out there, but they are out there. And, but you're always going to get a fresh word for this church for you, okay? And so, and we're going to preach a little bit, teach. Maybe I'll go into a little preach. I don't know. But, and I'm calling, I'm actually, I have a title. It's called Release Your Calling. And I want to, I want to encourage you today to walk out of here feeling confident that you are walking, not only walking in your calling, but that you are releasing your calling, because the last thing you want to do is bury your calling, bury your talent. You have something that God has given you, a gift, an anointing, a calling that he has given you that you need to walk in so you can give it away. Not only does the world needs what you have, the church needs what you have. I'm going to start in Ephesians chapter 4. I'm going to start reading verse 1. Therefore, I, prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called. With all humility and gentleness and patience, showing tolerance for one another in love, being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as also you who were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. This is our God. So, chapter 4, verse 1, walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called. Now that's big. We're all called to be sons. We're all called to be daughters. We're adopted in him. So that's one. That's, that's like call of, release the kingdom of heaven. This is, this is the basic call on our life. If you don't know what to do, I've said it before. If you have no idea what you're supposed to do, just go ahead. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse the le- leper. Cast out demons. Release the kingdom and be happy. Just do something that you like to do. If you, listen, if you want to be a janitor, just do it then. Whatever. But as you're doing it, do it and with, with, the, with the filter of heaven that everything I do here, cleaning and scrubbing and doing all this, I'm doing it for the glory of God. And somebody is going to get completely wrecked 
from my cleaning because it's going to be good. And it's, there's going to be an impartation. The best witness you can have is a witness of your life. We go and we spread, we speak, and we talk, and we let people experience the gospel through our words. Obviously, preach the gospel. But the best way to preach the gospel is to live the gospel, live it out. And then people will be like, why are you so different? Because I know the one who made it all. I know the one who, who saved the one, the, 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 the creator of the universe. And you can have a, a relationship with him too. So this is, this is good. So if you don't know your calling, you have a great calling. And it's just to be a son and to release the kingdom. Okay, wherever you go. So don't be upset if you're like, oh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I would venture to say too that most of you, if I pressed you and prodded you, I could probably get something out of you where you actually do know what you are born to do, but you just have been either um, disappointed or whatever. But there's something inside of you that you can go back to as a kid where you remember there's that thing that's just, just not like, it's not like what you want to do. It's like almost who you are. Do you remember that? Anybody remember that? Like, like you always come back to this thing, the call, what's the call of my life, God? Well, what do you, like, what, what, what's your passion? What gives you great joy and also what makes you scared to death? They're usually connected. Well, I want to do this, but man, it, I, it, I'm freaked out. Well, that's probably what you're supposed to do. And if you're, and there's an industry that you're mad at and, I, and I'm upset with that industry or that mountain or that sphere, you're probably called to go in and change that sphere or that mountain. But you got to do, you got to do it. That's the thing. You got to walk, to walk worthy of the call means you got to walk in the call. Right? It's very quiet. <clears throat> Every one of us has a gift. Some of us have multiple gifts. But we all have a gift. Um, I, I'm with... Um, I was in L.A. the last couple days. I just got back last night. And I go probably um, once, I don't know, two, three times a year. And I go and I lead worship at this um, actors and uh, entertainers in, in Hollywood with uh, my friend Gershom. You know Gershom. And, um, and so <clears throat> I went, and I usually take Josh, my son, and we make it a boys trip. He's 16 now, and he's, you know, he wants to get away from the girls because everybody else in the house is girls. I got three girls and a wife. That's four. And then it's just me and Josh. So we're constantly being, you know, there's too many of them. I am I'm surrounded by them. So I have to go and say Trinity is surrounding me. The Trinity is surrounding me. But I'm looking and I'm seeing surrounded by women everywhere I go. And so <clears throat> I go with him and, we, and, and, I've, and I've said a few times, hey, you want to bring, the, let's bring the family on this trip next time or let's bring Gwen. No, no, this is boys. So this is good. This is our time together, right? So... I go and I lead worship. It's a smaller group. I don't know, 20, 20 people. And like I said, it's, it's Hollywood. It's industry professionals in Hollywood and stuff. So it's very cool. So for me, it's great too because it's my people as well. Because, you know, I'm an a actor by trade and stuff like that. So, but I think, speaking of like callings and giftings, I think Gershom has the gift of favor. I don't even know if that's, a, if that's a gift. I think we all walk in a level of favor. But my goodness, if you spend any time with this dude... There's doors that just fly open. And I mean, I, I know that I walk in favor too because, you know, um, I just know it. I've asked God for things and bam, they happen. But like with Gershom, so for just the dumbest stuff. And I'm like, man, what is, 
Like, what are you carrying? So I, I rolled into L.A. Uh, I got there at uh, like 6.20, and I had a 6.30 appointment for, to get uh, measured for a suit because I'm, I'm in a wedding in, in August in, Carol- in North Carolina for Abner, my friend Abner. And so I had to get... And there's no place in Vegas of all pla- with that's associated with the black tux or whatever, the black suit company. The closest one was in Glendale, California. So I'm like, hey, I'm going to be in Glendale, literally in Glendale on Thursday. Uh, Thursday. And the, 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 the shop is right next to his where, where the uh, service was. So I'm like, I'm rolling. I'm like, I'm like hey, Gershom, I got to go get suited. He said, okay, great. It's right. It's right here. So he walks in with me and I had a 630 reservation. Church started at seven. So I had 630. I had to go get there. Church started at 730, his meeting. I had to get there at seven to work with the band that was working with me. Right. So I know I had a short time. I walk in. I'm like, hey, I'm here for my 630 uh, suit, tux, measurements, whatever. I'm like, how long is it going to take? They say 30 minutes. I'm like, 30 minutes? Just take some measurements, man. Well, they don't do the measurements anymore because of COVID. You have to literally try on a suit and everything and the shoes, and then you got to go back and do this thing. So I said, okay, I'm here for 6.30, my 6.30 appointment. And he's like, what's your name? Chris Ritchie. So he looks it up. He's like, no, I don't see a Chris Ritchie. I'm like, no, I got it. Uh, he says, show me the email. So I'm looking. I can't find the email. Of course. I had it like two seconds ago. Now it's gone. I don't know where it is. And I said, I, trust me, I, 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 I'm telling you, I did it. What store? This store. He's like, well, there's another guy coming. I have an appointment for 630 for someone else. And, uh, so I, and I said, you can't, there's no, it's 625. There's nobody here. You can't help me. It's now almost, six, by now it's 630. You can't help me. There's nobody. Well, I can't. There's another guy coming. And the next one is like July 11th or something. I'm like, I won't be here July 11th. I live in Vegas. And so Gershom's just standing there, just watching the whole thing. You know, with Josh. And I'm getting a little Chris Ritchie, a little frantic. And um, he goes, okay, okay. He has a heavy, I'm not doing his accent, but he's a heavy accent, African accent. Okay. He finds a black dude that works there. I don't know if there's a, I'm just telling you, he's black. He says, he he ignores this guy that's telling me, you no. He goes to this other salesman, okay, 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 hey, hey, hey. It's my friend. He needs to be whatever, what is it called? Fitted. He needs to be fitted. You will help him. You help, my friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The other guy's like, no, 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 no. We got a thing here. He's not on the list. So Gershom's like, no. He tells me, don't worry. You'll be fine. So the guy, they, they talk. So the guy goes, hold on. He goes back, talks to the guy. The guy Comes back, all of a sudden he's like, fine, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you right now. So he does the whole thing. T- comes to find out that I, I had set the appointment for the week, a week later. So it was my fault. So I apologized. But he, and so afterwards, I mean, it's simple things like that. So afterwards, Gershom's like, yeah, that guy didn't want to help you, did he? I'm like, no. He says, but we took care of it. On my way out, this is one little favor thing. Bam. On my way out, my tire is pretty flat. And I don't know what's going on. I'm driving back. Uh, you know, it's like a, it's supposed to be a three and a half hour drive, but if you're coming into Vegas on July 4th weekend, it's a five hour drive. And so I'm like, I need my tire checked. And so I'm just going to go uh, fill it up. And he's like, no, no, I want you to be safe. So uh, I'm going to take you to uh, a tire shop. I'm like, okay, great. I'm getting late, but let's go. So I pull up and I'm, I walk up to the 
in the garage, and I say, hey, can I just, I just get my tire checked? He's like, oh, yeah, no, you got to go inside, dude. You got to go inside. I'm like, yeah, I figured. So Gershom's like, hold on a second. Walks in. <laughs> he walks out with the manager. The manager goes, oh, tires. Hey, do the tires. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What is happening? There's this great park in L.A. overlooks the city. It's called Runyon Park or Canyon Park or something. A lot of celebrities hang out there. So we like to go where celebrities hang out because why not? And so this is up on Melrose, uh, not Melrose, uh, Mulholland Drive. You know, I've been to Mulholland Drive. It's this lot of, by the way, I went and saw a lot of famous people's homes. Johnny Depp. Um, some of these guys, they literally like Robert Pattinson. He plays uh, Batman, the new Batman. His home, literally, you can walk right up to. There's no guards. There's no gate. It's like knock, knock, knock. I almost did because I wanted to say, I'm Batman. But I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. But we go to this park, and it's, it's basically for residents only, the uppity-ups, right? There's no parking. There's literally like uh, one, two, three, four, five spots, five parking spots. And they're all full. And actually, they're, they're not even spot, spots. They're just on the side of the road. But it says, you can park within these things. So I drop. So he's like, I'm going to uh, go into the park. You find a parking spot. So I'm driving around, driving around up, up and down the mountain. And he's waiting for me at the gate. And um, I, I mean, 10 minutes later, I come back. I said, there's nowhere to park. This, I've, talked to, uh, I've talked to people that live here that are walking around. There's like, there's nowhere to park. There's five spots. And if they're full, they're full. And he's like... Okay, so I say, just get in the car. And so we get in the car, and I'm saying, let's try one more time. <sighs> Whatever, you know, it's been 15 minutes. And so we, I said, let's just pray. He's like, yes, God, open the spot or whatever. No joke. I come around the corner. This dude is standing there. He's like, hey, you want this spot? I'm leaving. I'm like, what? The? I passed you 10 times. It's good to rub shoulders with the favored ones. That has nothing to do with my message. <laughs> At all. But I thought it was really cool. There is something, though. There is something on God's favored ones. Man, it's incredible. It's incredible. You know how you get favor with God? More favor? Because here's the deal. Love, God loves everyone the same. All of, all of mankind. In fact, he loves you just as much as he loves Jesus, his son. Did you know that? But I believe that he favors some more than others. Do you know who he favors? The ones who are close to him. The intimate ones. Think about your, if you have kids. Who do you favor? You have seasons where you favor more kids? The ones who come close to you maybe get the extra candy. Maybe get that extra whatever. Why? Because they have chosen to come close to you. So your heart is open to them. You know, you know, I love all my kids the same, but you go seasons of where you favor. Any parent like that doesn't mean you love anybody different. They're all the same, but there is different levels of favor. That was a whole other message. <laughs> Let's talk about your calling. I'm going to go quick. Be because I've been on the other side, right? And I don't want to sit for four, you know, an hour message. So I get it, right? Um, so, okay, let me, try to, let me try to go quick here. All right, let's talk about this. Um, 
I've said this before. For sons and daughters, how many of you are saved? Saved, healed, delivered. Sons and daughters, sons and daughters. Listen, we, we who know him are supposed to live differently and look differently. Uh, there, uh, Paul even addresses one of the churches and he says, I don't remember which one, just off the top of my head. He says, you're acting like mere men. Stop acting just like mere men. You're not mere men. You're sons of God. So we have a different standard that we walk by. We, 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 we should walk in purity, righteousness, integrity, love, right? Power. This is, this is, this is where. So sons and daughters, the enemy is not concerned with your salvation because he knows he's not going to get you. I can tell you right now, I am not going to hell. I tell you right now, it ain't happening. Because I've, oh, that's really, well, that's really cocky. No, that's, that's, it, that's how it is. Uh, I've tasted and I've seen in the goodness of the, the Father. And there's no way I'm turning my back on him. I mean, I've had many chances to and I haven't yet. I'm not going to start now. How many of you are with me? Like, like, so he's not concerned about your salvation. Like, I'm going to dangle hell over him and these things. No, what he's going to do is he's going to try to silence you. He's going to try to stop you. He's going to try to distract you from walking out the call of God on your life. Because then what happens? You then live in hopelessness and depression because you're not doing this thing that's in your heart to do. And um, so if he can silence you, not only does he bring hopelessness to you, but there's an entire generation of people that are supposed to be um, uh, effect that you, were, that you should be affecting with the call of God on your life. They're now going to not experience the thing that you're supposed to give them. You understand? It is good. So I wrote this, sons and daughters, the enemy's not so concerned about your soul. He knows he's never getting me or you to turn away from God. I've tasted and seen the goodness of the Lord. But if you can get God's people to wander through the wilderness, complaining about this and that, lacking vision and hope and not walking out their dreams and callings, then he's done enough. Because as Proverbs thirteen twelve says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Did you know that depression and hopelessness literally makes you sick? Like physically sick? Did you know that? Doctors say this about depressed people. It leads to a myriad of physical issues. Here's just a few. Insomnia. I don't like insomnia. Memory loss. Constricted blood vessels. Fatigue, overall weakened immune system, and hope deferred makes the heart sick. Guess what also depression and hopelessness does? It literally causes heart attacks. Did you know this? Hope deferred, man, makes the heart sick. You have to live a life of hope. You have to walk the, the, a life of hope. You have to walk in your calling of who God's created you to be, what God's created you to do. Oliver Wendell Holmes, he's an American, who's an American physician and poet, said this, Alas for those who never sing, but die with all their music in them. You don't want to die with that thing that God's asked you to do. Die. You, you want to release that. You want to walk out that call. You want to do that thing that is in you to do. And, and um, I'll talk uh, just quickly. Uh, 
you know, in uh, the parable of the talents, it's uh, in uh, Matthew 25. I won't read it, but it's it's pretty, you know, the whole thing. Now, now, I caution to talk about that in this setting because it's really talking about the Lord's return. But there are some really good principles in it. Remember the parable is the, the master gives uh, five talents to one servant and then two to another and then one to another. And depending on which... Um, scholar you talk to or read or uh the, the, nobody knows what the talent nobody knows exactly what talent was i mean we know it was, it was money but i mean i've read where it was one day's wages versus uh 20 years wages and all in between uh, all these scholars nobody can really agree what that specific talent was but i tell you what it was uh, it was a lot it was it was a lot one talent was a good amount of money it was it was you know like Maybe um, let's just say it was let's just say a thousand bucks. I just say thousand bucks. It, it was probably closer to six thousand, but let's say thousand. So the so he has this master has, has said, "I'm leaving, but I'm coming back, and I'm going to give you certain talents." And he gave that according to the, the person. So I can trust you with five. I'm giving you five. I can trust you with two. I'm giving you two. I can trust you with one. I'm giving you one. But everyone got a talent. Everyone got the gift. So some got more. But they all got it. So then what happens? He leaves, right? And what's the first guy do? He goes, basically invests it. I mean, basically. He doubles it. And the master comes back. He's like, man, this is incredible. You've doubled it. You're awesome. Good for you. The, the other guy with two, he basically does the same thing. I mean, you know, this is awesome. Great. Wonderful. The, the guy with one, this poor dude, given the least Amount of talent. What does he do? He buries it. Why? You know what the Bible says? His response was, I was afraid. I was afraid. And so what does he do? He says, man, you are wicked. I mean, it's, pretty, it's pretty powerful. And he gives the talent to the one who had the most Listen, the, the more you walk at the call of God, the more doors will fly open for you. Do not bury your gift. Do not bury your calling. The world and the church needs what you have. Reject hopelessness and despair. Romans 12, 4, 5 says this, For just as we have many members in one body, and all members do not have the same function so we who are many are one body in christ and individually members one together what's this mean in in this scenario every gift that you have when you bring we're bringing our gifts and our talents together why for one reason this is all for the glory of the, of god to release heaven the presence of of god in, into the nations but we have to do this individually but together so you have a call on your life you better walk in it. The gifts and callings are without repentance, we say. Well, that's true. But also, that is actually talking about Israel. Do a study. It's not actually talking about individual gifts. It's talking about the, the Israelites. God says, because he was mad at them. Man, I'm mad at you because you're doing all kinds of stuff. But guess what? I have given you something and I will not take it away because you're my people 
But the gift, the talent that was given to in the parable, that it got taken from the dude. So listen, I encourage you to do your own study on this. This is fascinating stuff. Walk out the call of God on your life. This is a very simple message. We need each other to walk in the gifts God has given us. He's critical for the edification of the saints and the building up of the body of Christ. It says this back in Ephesians 4. Um, I'm going to wear my glasses for this one. Because what happens when I don't wear my glasses, I see words that are not there that are, that are there, that don't make sense to me. And that's why I have to pause a lot. You know, when I'm not wearing, I'm kind of pausing because I'm like, that word shouldn't be there. Why does it say that? Verse 11, verse 11, he gave some apostles and some as prophets, some as evangelists, some as pastors, some as teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the service to the building up of the body of Christ. Every call should be for the building up of the body of Christ. Verse 14, as a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness in deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ. Part of the maturity of a believer is walking out the call of God on your life. It's time to dream again. Really, it's time to dream again. Because there are so many, there are so many inventions in this room, so many books in this room that need to be written, films that need to be produced, songs that need to be sung, just in this room. And if you can be distracted by other things, you'll never do those things that God has put in your heart to do. There's something that you can recall as a child going, man, this is something that I've never been able to get out of my head. This thing that drives me, this thing that gives me passion. What is that thing? I venture to say that is exactly the thing that you're supposed to do. Gifts and callings are, they're married. If you're called for it, God will gift you in it. Do you understand? Now, you might not actually, there might be um, an assignment in the call that you don't like, but it's an assignment. You just got to do it because you're gifted to it. We go back to, uh, we can go back to uh, Jonah, who was called as a prophet, and then he was sent on assignment to Nineveh to go preach the gospel, preach the repentance gospel, and he didn't want to do it. But it wasn't outside of the scope of the calling on his life. He was a prophet. So God said, I'm sending you on assignment to go prophesy. So sometimes I think we reject the call of God on our life when it's actually an assignment of God. And if we don't walk in the assignments of God, we're, never gonna, we're not going to walk in the call of God. So sometimes God does this for you. Hey, okay, can I trust you with this assignment? I don't want to do that. It doesn't, it's part of who you are. It's part of the call I have in your life. It's part of the gift things I've given you. But it's, I don't want to do it. It's uncomfortable. Okay, well then... All of a sudden, you don't do that, and you notice that doors are not opening anymore. Why? Because God's going to just let you do your thing, man. Hey, you want to just live a nice little normal Christian life? Which the normal Christian life is actually walking in power. You want to just like an abnormal Christian life where you just wake up, go to work, and blah. It's fine. Again, just whatever. But if you want to walk in the power of heaven, walk in your call. 
God is most glorified in you when you were doing exactly what you're created to do. So let me say this. This is my charge to you. And I'm done, actually. We can get uh, Lee up here. That was pretty fast, right? I mean, half the time I talked about Gershom, whatever. I just, it's just fascinating to me. The, the favor he walks in, it's just it's amazing. Um, so this is going to be my charge to you. I want you to be encouraged today. Listen, hopelessness leads to, to ter- it's terrible. It's terrible. And let me, let me, let me also add this. Your, your, your gifting and your calling does not define you also. So um, there could be seasons in your life where you're, you're supposed to just to rest and wait and maybe learn, right? Um, when David was anointed king and called to be king of Israel, he didn't immediately become king. There was a waiting period, a training period. But everything he did in that period, in that time, was, was moving forward in that call. So, <clears throat> so this is my charge to you. Be encouraged. If you're breathing today, it's not too late to do some, the thing that God has asked you to do. It might look different, but you're still going to walk in that call. But it might look different. What about, I've heard this, I've heard this. Here's a good, here's a good example. Let's say, here, let me just throw this. Okay, let's say a guy had a call on his life to pastor a church. He knew it. He knew he's called the pastor. And so he goes through the steps and he goes to school and he goes to training and everything like that. And then for some reason, I don't know why something happens. He ends up, let's just say, murdering somebody, whatever. Maybe he has a, a drink one night and gets drunk and rams into a car and kills five people. And then he ends up going to prison. Now, he had a call on his life, right, to pastor. That's the call. And what he did by partnering with sin, the consequences of sin put him in prison. The call is still there. It just looks different. So now he's, instead of pastoring a church, he's pastoring people in prison. He's going to have a small group in prison or whatever. What I'm telling you is that it could look different. So you say, hey, you really feel like, you really felt like when you were a young child, you were supposed to, you know, you were supposed to be an astronaut. Now you're 80. It's probably not, you're probably not going to be an astronaut right now. Okay, but there is still something in that area. I don't know what it would look like, ask Lord, that you can partner with. That thing hasn't left you. That passion, that desire, that's from God. That's from God. Um, you know the term, don't follow your heart? Don't follow your heart. It's dangerous to follow your heart. Well, that's only true for those who do not know the heart of the Father. If you actually have the heart of the Father, I, you need to follow your heart. So here's my charge to you. Singers sing. Dancers dance. 
Musicians, play your instruments. Prophets, prophesy. Apostles, lead. Preachers, preach. Evangelists, evangelize. Encouragers, encourage. Servers, serve. Doctors, heal. Writers, write. Teachers, teach. Actors, act. Builders, build. Entrepreneurs, create enterprises. Pastors, shepherd. Creators, create. Intercessors, intercede. Government officials, govern according to the kingdom of heaven. Entertainers, entertain. And dreamers, dream. We need the people of God to rise up and walk worthy of their calling, but you have to get up and you have to walk in order to walk worthy of the calling. Would you stand? Part of the whole, part of one of the core values of our house is to release people into their destiny. Uh, That you would be able to dream again. I wrote a song about it years ago. That's one day going to be a Grammy award winning song, hopefully. (laughs) Still yet to be recorded properly. Um, But dreamers dream again, right? Come on, if you need to dream again, lift your hand. Say, I need to dream again. I need to dream again. Come on. This is now is your time. Walk out the call of God on your life. Whatever it is, walk out the call of God on your life. Just take a few moments. Come on, pray, 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 pray. Come on, say, God, I want to walk out exactly the thing that you've put in my heart to do. You know what it is. It's not too late. You're standing here. You're alive. You have breath in your lungs. God's saying, go forward, walk, stand up, walk worthy of the call. I've given you a call. Walk worthy of the call. We need you. The church needs you. The world needs you. It's not too late. Write that book. Sing that song. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we have our prayer team that's going to come up. And we're going we're gonna to pray if you need prayer. God has gifted you, man. He's, got, he's gifted you. He's gifted you. He's gifted you. Don't bury your gift. Release your gift. Release your gift. Release your call. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So if you need prayer for healing, if you need prayer for finances, you need prayer for anything, you just want prayer for what we talked about this morning, we have this great team up here that's going to pray for you. And as they're led, they're going to... um, Who knows? Maybe they'll prophesy. I don't know. All right, guys. Hey, Wednesday night, 6 o'clock. And or we'll see you next Sunday.